Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. Um, in this episode, Tracy Heinrichs is going to talk to us about her most recent trip to Disney's Alani Resort and Spa in Hawaii, and also help us demystify the whole booking process, how to pick the right resort room and all the other stuff that goes with trying to book your Disney uh, Alani Resort and Spa vacation. Uh, at the table this week, I am joined by Kevin Close, our client services manager. Hi, everyone. Tracy Heinrichs, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel. Hi, everyone. Back in the production facilities, I have our crack Ooh. production team, associate producer Rhino Clavin. Hello. Producer Craig Williams. Aloha. Oh, oh there you go. Aloha. Keeping it Hawaiian. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you guys for being here and everybody watching and listening. Um, Tracy just got back from Alani, like literally we just seconds ago. <laughs> Just flew right in to do this show for us. Um, I know she had a great time. We had a chance to chat for a little bit about her vacation, but we wanted to keep it fresh so that she we heard the information when you did. And um, I also know there's a little bit of a twist here in that you went with some different folks than you usually go with. So why don't we start there and tell us who you went with this trip. So for this trip, uh, we went with, it was my husband and I, as usual. And this time we just brought our 13-year-old niece with us. And so our son, Ben, is 20. So he has a little bit of different interests, different perspective. Uh, but with my niece being 13, it was a different experience. So we got to experience different parts of the resort, do things that we maybe normally wouldn't have done. And uh, it really made for a great time. It was our fourth visit to Alani, by the way. So it's, it was nice to change it up a little bit. Yeah, there's no secret that we all love Alani. We think it's a great destination. Um, you did a, you spent a few days in Disneyland ahead of time. Right. Uh, we know you did that. Was that uh, to help break up the trip, or was there another reason for that? Uh, the, the plan was really just to surprise my niece with a trip to Disneyland. Uh, she's always wanted to go with us. We've taken her to Disney World. So we thought this was a good opportunity. This is the first time we've broken up the trip this way. Usually we just fly you know, we might have a stopover, but we don't, you know, actually take time to stop on our way. So this time we had three nights in Disneyland before continuing on. And uh, it was nice. It was nice to slowly start to adjust coming from the East Coast, starting to adjust to the time change. And uh, it was nice to have that break in the beginning. We tried we tried that once um, where we stayed overnight in L.A., but I think what we've decided is we just want to get there. Yeah, so I'm really excited. the same way. It wasn't for the fact that this was part of the vacation. I don't think I'd want to do it on a regular basis. I think I would just like to, you know, just get on the flight, just, just get there. Yep. Yeah, I agree, a thousand percent. So tell us a little bit about the trip. How'd it go? What'd you do? Who'd you see? Um, it w was fantastic as always. Uh, this trip we did things a little bit different. We were in a one-bedroom villa, uh, so we had a full kitchen. And we had, um, you know, part of the one-bedroom villa is also having laundry facilities. So that was nice to change the way that we packed. You know, we didn't, ha we didn't have to bring clothes for a 12-day trip. Right. We were able to break it I up in the that. middle. Yep. And also somewhere to throw the swimsuits at the end of the day and to dry them. Um, and having the kitchen was a big change for us, too. So we went into it with the plan that we would start to, um, you know, kind of, you know, cook our own meals and um, for some of them and make that all part of the experience. So, so first one I talk about is how to get to Hawaii. Um, we, uh, that's a question I get a lot. You know, it's a, one of the obstacles that people feel, you know, flights to Hawaii and how expensive it is and things like that. So there are, I think there's a few choices. I mean, obviously, I don't believe that you should book 
your air with your Alani vacation. I don't think you should book that through Disney as part of your Alani stay. I, am, I think for the most part, you're going to do better booking air on your own. I would also suggest booking your air directly with the airline and whenever possible, avoiding using an Expedia or a kayak or any of those. Typically, there's some fees or some things happening in the middle of that. And the other thing that's happening is you've put somebody between you and the airline. So, you know, to keep up on airline changes and things like that. Um, so, you know, a couple airlines I know, like United, for example, we end up on United a lot when we're flying out. They have a direct from Chicago. Um, I think it's, uh, is it Delta, I think, that's doing a direct... From Atlanta. From Atlanta. And we're actually on that one in May. Yeah. And we, we touched on this really quick. <clears throat> the beginning conversation we had was, you know, there's the option of flying to L.A., staying overnight, right. or flying direct. If you do something like, where you go out of a hub, like yep. Atlanta, you're more likely to find a bigger plane mm -hmm. that's going to go direct from Atlanta to. That's exactly true. And I know, for the most part, we've been fairly lucky with these last flights. I'm often finding flights between seven and $900 a person from the East Coast. And I don't think that's too bad for a 10 to 12 hour flight. Um, also, another option is Hawaiian Airlines. Hawaiian teams with JetBlue, so depending on if you have a JetBlue hub near you, you may be able to get a connection with a JetBlue Hawaiian plane. Um, but also if you have Southwest points. I know I have some clients who have some Southwest points, so they are taking Southwest to Vegas on their points and then picking up a Hawaiian flight to Honolulu from there. So there's certainly options and ways. I mean, you can maybe fly during the week as opposed to the weekend. Right. There's different ways that you can save money on that air for, airfare to make it. I mean, and obviously a family of four. It's, it's, I'm not underestimating or, or understating what a big expense it is. There's just ways to reduce that. I think part of the problem, though, is not a little bit less of the cost than of the time. Right. There are a lot of people who are put off by how long that flight yes. is. And I will throw extra money at it to not have to make a stop. Yeah. Yes. I want to get off the plane here, or get on the plane here, and yes. get off in Hawaii. Yeah. And again, I think this is one of those things where you have to experience Alani to appreciate this statement. It is worth it. Right. There's right. no question about. It. Right. For us, we look at it and we go, "So what? I don't care. Ten hours, eleven hours. Yeah. I don't care. It's worth it to get yeah. there." So. And I'm flying ten or eleven hours in coach. <laughs> <laughs> so and Sad. it's still worth it. <laughs> I have a question about those tickets. Um, how do you have a uh, period of time before the vacation that you recommend people buy the tickets? Like, should they get it as that, soon as they know, or should that they can wait vary a by bit? airline? Um, but what I would say is, once you know this trip is happening, start watching airfares. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of have an idea. Um, I would maybe use something like Kayak as a search engine, mm -hmm. give you an idea of what airlines are flying out of your hub, what you should be watching, and then what I would do is. Um, Sign up for that airline's email notifications. So maybe there's not a promotion yet for your dates, but if you're signing up for email notifications, you may get an email code, you may get um, different information about sales that are coming. So if you kind of start to monitor it, you have an idea what high and low is. Mm -hmm. And you know when you see that number you're comfortable with. And that's exactly what I tell people. When you yeah. reach your comfort level, jump. Yeah. jump. Right. Because you never know. Air airlines are such a mystery. I mean, I've been in this, in this business over 20 years, and if I could figure that out, I'd, I wouldn't be at this table. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's, it's a mystery for sure. So once you get to, when you're flying to Alani, you're flying into Honolulu on Oahu. And um, you've got about a 30-minute-ish ride from the airport to the resort, depending on traffic. Right, arriving, you know, during rush hour during the week, Honolulu has a lot of traffic. Um, and traffic even though is the, bad. It is bad. And even though you're on the outside of the city, kind of coming out from the city, it can still make a difference. So, you know, you want to factor that in as well. Um, different options to get from the airport to Alani. Um, 
there is a shuttle. Uh, Alani is recommending Speedy Shuttle. And uh, this was new. The last time we were there, they were using a different shuttle company. And I watched these guys come and go all week. And I was very, very impressed. All of the vehicles were of this quality. to say, beautiful vehicles. Beautiful clean, vehicles. Big. They were all clean. They were all a good size. The fleet was really well maintained. And, and they were all like, like, it wasn't like there was one of these and then, you know, two minivans pulling up behind it. They all looked like this. And I was speaking to uh, the, those at the front desk at Alani, and they were telling me they've negotiated a rate of around 1950 I think it is, per person. Wow. Per direction. That's so, still very good. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's doable. Now, the other thing is, uh, is a taxi. Uh, they have a contract with Charlie's Taxi. And Charlie's Taxi, you can go on their website. Uh, I think it might just be charliestaxi.com. But if you Google Charlie's Taxi Honolulu, you'll find them. And they have a flat rate pr- uh, price to Alani of $55. So if you're a family of three or four, it may make more sense to do a taxi than to do the shuttle. Um, and that's, you know, you can arrange that at the hotel back. You can arrange that from home on the websites of either one of these companies. Uh, third option, this is the one that we usually do, is we rent a car. So when we go to Alani, we rent a car for the entire time. Uh, we like to have it for different reasons that I'll get into throughout the show. Um, but even if you only wanted it as a one-way rental, Alamo has a site at Alani. So you could pick up that car at the airport and then drop it off at Alani. The benefit to doing that is doing that supply stop on the way. So you've landed into Honolulu. Maybe it's a little bit earlier in the day. You want to stop along the way to pick up some supplies, some drinks for the room. It's a great way to do that. A little tip about doing the one-way rentals, play with car types. Uh, There may be a drop-off fee, um, but I've noticed that while on a certain week, a large-sized car has a drop-off fee, a mid-sized does not, or vice versa. I want to talk a little bit about renting cars. Excuse me. <clears throat> we rent cars quite a bit mm-hmm. when we get to Alani, at, get to Hawaii, and it seems to be that larger SUVs and minivans are at a premium. These are the cars that people want, that and convertibles. Yeah. So if you're willing to go for that mid-sized car, mm-hmm. you're going to have so many more choices and such yes. a better price. We tend to go with a lot of folks and a lot of luggage, so we need something yeah. bigger. But this has always been our stumbling block, is finding the bigger vehicles. If you can go with a midsize as well, the other benefit is as you're driving around the island in different places, parking spots are small. Yes. I've noticed a difference in the size of the parking spots there, and we like having the smaller vehicle for getting around. Um, so, you know, whether you're renting it for the week or renting for the, for, in a one way, we did national, we usually do national, um, part of their members program. I enjoy that renting from them. And we were around $350 for the week. That was a seven-night stay, around $350. That's pretty Um, good. We added the pre-fuel option. I like to do... I don't normally do that, um, and we thought we would do it this time, just it's a little bit of a pain getting gas on the way back to the rental location. And I was glad we did it this time, because if you arrange it in advance, you pay pretty well what's going rate. Might have been... you know, increased by a couple cents, but as opposed to dropping it off half full, you drop it off half full and don't fill it up. They're charging you right. double. So, you know, for us, the rental car is the way to go. It should also be mentioned with the rental car is the parking fee at Alani. The Alani parking fee is $37 a night. Yeah. So when you're factoring in whether or not you're going to have the car for the week, whether it's worth it, what's the value of the car, that's certainly something you want to consider because that's, you know, that's a lot over the course of a we week. We spoke about this on the Diz Unplug show. The other option, too, is taking the shuttle in and then renting the car at Alani for yes. even for just a day. Right. And you've done that, as yep. a matter of fact. Yeah, we've done that as well. And um, one thing to know about renting for the day is booking in advance. Don't show up at the rental counter. 
Because once you show up there, they've got you and they can charge you any price. I found even if I booked it from my room before I went down to the rental counter, my rate was less than what they were charging uh-huh. by walking up. So you want to still book it in advance. Just go on the Alamo website and book it. Um, and then that way you've got... Now, you may not always have um, the best selection of vehicles. They don't keep a wide selection out there. But for the most part, you're going to find something that's going to get you around for the day. So some people... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. Finish your statement. Some people will... Um, will literally rent cars every day and just return them every day so they don't have to pay the parking fee. One thing to keep in mind when you're doing that, if you're paying for a shuttle service and then you're paying daily rentals to avoid the parking fee, have a look at what that one-week rental costs. Mm. Because sometimes the price of a one-week rental is less per day than a daily rental. So you may may not be benefiting in the long run. Um, So that's kind of my thing about getting there that that tends to be a lot of the questions clients have um, about the logistics of how it's all going to work. And while Hawaii is beautiful and exotic, it's still the U S right. That's the point I was going to make. Hawaii is far away. And when you get there, it feels very exotic and different. It's just, it's the U S if you can drive here, you can drive there. Can I also, also want to point out one more thing too. When you get to the airport, there are these phones Yes. and you can call up the cab company. Yep. You can call up somebody and you can get a ride. So even if you've not planned, you've not made a decision, you will still get to Alani. Yeah. There's There's, plenty of options. And that's what I was going to ask if Uber has made it there. I mean, I know Uber's basically everywhere, but. My understanding is though, there are a lot of restrictions as to where they can pick you up. Okay. So I think um, a lot of places, I think even the Orlando airport is as well, they're restricting who can pick you up and where, and you have to be authorized to pick up. So I'm not 100% sure of all the rules of Uber in the Honolulu airport. Um, Just know that it's really easy. Yeah. You're not, there's yeah, no there's, way you'll be stranded or no. have a problem. Even if you did nothing but walk right. out to the curb and say taxi, right. you're going to get to Alani. And everybody knows where Alani is. Um, so very easy to do. Um, so now you, you figured out how you're going to get there. You're working on flights. Now you have to talk rooms. What do I book? How do I, how do I book a room? There's two ways to book Alani. There is, um, you can book a room only or you can book a package. For the most part, I think most of our clients end up with a room-only reservation. There really isn't with the packages. They were including transfers for a while. I think they've actually stopped doing that. You can include a car rental, um, insurance if you want it. Just know if you're booking a package, your payment terms are different. So you're going to have it paid off a certain number of days before as opposed to just paying a one-night deposit. And and the cancellation terms are a little bit more uh, lenient on a room-only reservation. So often it ends up that room-only is where most people people end up unless there happens to be some kind of an offer to book a package but those are very few and far between right. Alani. Uh, the other thing with that is that there are usually some kind of a promotion usually a discount I think currently the promotion is 30% off your room rate and I think that's for stays up until June maybe um, we don't have anything past June yet so there's usually some kind of promotion. So even if uh, most of my clients, in fact, we would book them or whatever the standard regular rate is, and then I always monitor for discounts and promotions, and we'll then apply what becomes available if it becomes available down the road. So, and the important part about that is always make sure you're booking at a price point you're comfortable with. Right. Um, I wouldn't want anybody to book assuming there's going to be a discount because we never really know for sure. That's true. And with a destination like Hawaii, chances are you're planning it a little bit farther out. You know, you're committing to those flights. 
So you want to make sure you're booking at a price point you're comfortable with. You talked about this a little bit in the very beginning that you guys got a one bedroom. Mm-hmm. Alani is a DVC, Disney Vacation Club right. resort. So there are standard quote unquote rooms and there are Disney Vacation Club rooms that are studio, one bedroom, two bedroom lock off in a grand villa. So you can book those Disney Vacation Club rooms at a yeah. dollar value, at a cash right. value. Yeah, they're they're just basically part of they they become part of their inventory so that you anybody can book those as well um so on the hotel side of things and it's not like left sides hotel right side but on the hotel side of things you can book the standard rooms with different views you can also book suites there their suites on that side are quite expensive but don't give you the benefit of that kitchen and laundry that the villas do so if you're looking at going a suite on the hotel side you'll probably certainly be better off with the space of a villa um, when booking the room, the biggest question I get is, what view should I book? Should I book an ocean view? What should I book? Um, I got to tell you, the standard view, which I've booked often for myself, um, I've stayed standard view, ocean view, I've stayed poolside view. Um, you have to be prepared for the view you're going to get. Mm. So we, the view from our one bedroom was the convention center. And you need to know that you could be looking at that. So we're actually looking at a view of your balcony. And that was from my balcony. And when I walked in the room and I opened those curtains, I was prepared for a standard view until I saw that. And I thought, wow, that's standard. But at the same time, it was the decision I made. So we decided instead of booking a studio ocean view, we would go with a one-bedroom standard view so that we could have the extra space. Right. So, you know, once we reconcile with that. I understand what you're saying, but it's not ugly. No, it's not ugly, but you're in Hawaii. Yeah. So you're expecting to see something a little bit different than yeah. I would fake grass this, and... I would compare this to people booking on a cruise ship. Absolutely. It also a lot depends on how you intend to use your room. Exactly. Yeah. If you plan to sit out on the balcony and drink wine at sunset... This is probably not the view for you. If you're one of those people who's happy with an inside stateroom, yeah. it's, it really depends exactly on what you're right. looking for. You pay for what you get. Yeah, and you know, that had to be the point. Like that, and that was for us. We knew we were trading off. And I've seen some pictures of standard views. I've never seen this one. Mm. So it was, and so, and on one hand, I was kind of glad I got it. Because I thought, um, people often say, I don't want to pay extra for a view. And I get that because I often don't either, but you need to make sure that you're okay with this being your view. There's also a different view you didn't mention, which is a mountain view. And while that sounds beautiful and great, the mountain view is actually of the road. Right. Because the mountain is on the other side. They actually don't have that view as a bookable view anymore. Oh, really? No. So what they've done now is they've called that island's garden view. Island gardens view is what they've called it. So they have poolside garden view, island garden view. And they have uh, partial ocean view and ocean view. Because there was one time where we yes. had a quote at the time it was a mountain view. Yeah. And we actually had a view of the um, valet stand. Right. So that was really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got to be prepared yeah. that these. You, are, and that's exactly and that's exactly my point. You have to be. It's one thing to say I'm not going to pay for a view, but you have to be okay not paying for the view you've got. So you know sometimes standard it really means standard and. Um, there's also, I've seen some pictures of another standard view that does kind of look at a mountain and you might look at some trees. There's different views. We were also only on floor four. So had we been on Higher. floor seven or eight mm-hmm. of that same area, you know, 
our view probably would have been different as well. We would have got past that building. But it, for our purpose, it worked. Um, talking about different views, just to give you an idea, on average, an island garden view is going to cost you about $50 a night above the standard view price. Uh, a poolside garden view, that's going to cost you about $120 more per night on a, above the standard view. Partial ocean view, $160 a night. And ocean view jumps to $225 a night. Mm -hmm. So on a week's stay, you can be spending over $1,500 extra for that ocean view. So you want to... You know, you want to weigh right. that in as to what the importance is to you and what the value is. Again, how are you going to use well, your room? Well, that's just it. And I can tell you, um, those who know my husband know he's a little frugal. And Al Alani is one of the few places where he will want to pay extra for the view. He enjoys having the balcony. He enjoys the ocean view. And this is somewhere um, when space wasn't as important as it was he would choose to pay for the ocean view yeah like i probably would too if yeah. i went out there i don't do well in the sun because mm -hmm. of my complexion mm -hmm. so if i had the ability to just lay in bed and <laughs> god that sounds lazy if i had the ability to lay in bed but still be able to see that amazing view uh Adelani, i i would absolutely do it do you, don't picture, tell him. do you picture him laying in bed with his mouth open and kylie feeding him <laughs> grapes hey, man. Throwing shrimp i'm a ginger i can't go outside <laughs> turn the lights down wow you're uh, fun on vacation yeah. and talking <laughs> about those rates and stuff i kind of want to i looked at what a week in october costs um and in the standard room standard view you're looking at about 37.50 for the week um in a hotel stay. Now, keep in mind that's no promotions, no discounts. That's straight rate. I mean, we have to we have to come to the conclusion that Alani is an inexpensive. Absolutely, vacation. yeah, and that will kind of be a theme throughout right. for me. It is, and so it's a matter of for us. We've decided it has value, and so um, there's it's it's expensive. There's no way around it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Um, but we find value in it for the type of vacation that we're getting the quality right. of vacation we're getting we think that the value is there well it's like buying uh you know a, a, a standard car and a luxury car right you pay more because it's more you know what i mean it's what you get yeah. out of it it is what i think the word value is really yeah. important exactly and one thing to keep in mind as well on the hotel side is that if you have extra adults in the room you're paying an extra hundred dollars per adult per night so if you're four adults in a room, in a standard room, you're easily, you're almost at the point of a one bedroom, like yeah. a one bedroom for the week on a standard view is running about 57.20. So if you add that extra cost um, to a standard room, you're already at 53.50. And when you say one bedroom, you're talking about a, a room that has the bedroom that you can close off yes. with the king bed in it. Or That's is right. the queen bed. King bed. But there's also the queen pull-out sofa. And there's the queen pull-out sofa and there's also the uh, pull-down from the entertainment unit. So these can actually sleep five in right. the one bedroom. So when you think about that, and now I'm getting a kitchen, so I've now I can reduce my food budget. Right. And now I've got laundry. I don't have to pack as much. I'm not paying to bring extra suitcases. I just didn't want people to think there were going to be four people in a one no. bedroom right, right, and right. everything else is yeah. going to be out. I don't know if Plenty this is space. the spot that you wanted to add this in. Olani is one of the first, one of the only places where I look forward to cooking our own meals. Yeah, I, I and I don't. We don't do that often. Usually, when we travel, I think I cook often enough at home. Right. Let's go out. Let's yep. eat out. Olani makes me want to 
nest. I can't explain it. It makes me want to nest and stay there and make breakfast and, you know, maybe go out in the afternoon and come back and make something burgers for dinner or something. It's very much, I'm very happy being there. And I'm usually one of those people who, when you stop, get in the car, let's go. And we'll come back here to sleep. I don't feel that way about Alani no. at all. And that's the same thing for us. And this is the first time we've had the kitchen. We've stayed in a studio before where you've got the little fridge and the microwave. It's not the same thing. To have this this kitchen, which is a full kitchen, it's got a dishwasher, it's got a microwave, it's got the full-size stove, full-size fridge. A rice maker. Yeah, a rice maker. This is a full-size kitchen. It is stocked with pots and pans and cutlery and, and dishes. I didn't want to do a lot of dishes, so part of our grocery stop was we picked up paper, paper plates and plastic cups and you know we did some of that and I would say that the things that we purchased so what we did was after we rented our car we got in late that night so the next morning was our day let's go get supplies so uh, Capole is the little town outside of Alani um, it's the first exit the going first back exit. towards That's Honolulu right. exactly so what we did was we went there to there's a Costco a Target uh, Walmart, safe way. Safeway. So we went there to get our supplies. I would say we probably spent between $150 and $180 for the week for the three of us. Now, this was giving us, um, as I had mentioned, the all the cutlery and all the paper plates and that kind of stuff. But it was also giving us our beverages for the week. So to have a case of water right. and soda, um, we had, you know, Chris picked up a six-pack of beer. Um, we had juice. We had all of our breakfast. We had breakfast cereal. Um, bagels, things like that. We had bought stuff to have um, a couple lunches. I think we had enough for about five meals in total that we would eat inside. So we had done all of that. And for $180 for three people, that's a day's worth of food, really, if you think of it, if you were buying it out. Yeah, buying yeah. going to a restaurant and exactly. ordering a meal. And right. then considering that this was snacks and we had fruit and stuff for in between, it really we found the cost savings on our food this trip considerable. And so that kind of all it all kind of comes into that calculation with the car and with you know, with the one bedroom, is the kitchen worth it? Um, now I should say that when John and I travel, John and I travel in the three bedroom grand villa. But we split that with two other families. Right. So we do the same thing. We plan certain meals. We have breakfast in almost every day. We have many lunches in. So we kind of save money that way, too. But we're traveling in a much bigger unit, but the cost is divided over three families. Because this is a DVC property, there is a store where you can go downstairs and you can get eggs and bacon, Mm -hmm. soda, milk, juice, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. But again, this is Disney Resort prices. This is actually Hawaii Disney Resort prices. These are emergency rations Exactly. So just the fact that you can get drinks for the week, you have saved hundreds of dollars. Now, I do have to say, we do the same thing you do. By the time we leave the East Coast and get to our uh, Hawaii, it's earlier in the day there than you expect, but we've still been traveling for quite a while. Besides the the DVC store, across the street from Alani, there's something called the ABC yeah. store. So we make an emergency stop and get coffee and creamer. and Probably something for breakfast the next morning. Right, something to make breakfast. Just to get us through. Yeah. Because if you stop to buy your groceries there, you end up buying stuff you don't oh, really yeah. want. For sure. You're so and tired. again, you're, you're paying these higher prices. And, right. and as opposed to taking the time when you're kind of fresh-minded. Right. Um, you but know, when we went to Costco, place. we got a whole chicken for four, like one of the pre-cooked chickens for four ninety nine, and a family-sized Caesar salad. And so there were so many, and we didn't get anything that involved a lot of cooking. 
you know, we got things that could be prepared quickly. Um, there's also the barbecue grills at Alani. So you can go out to those as well. And you can, um, you know, go out and grill some hot dogs or hamburgers. And we saw people, you know, grilling them on a platter and bringing them back to their you're villa. Talking about, you're talking about barbecue grills. We have a picture of This is beautiful. Yeah. This isn't, yeah. you know. The and there are some picnic tables by there as well where you could eat. But I noticed most people would go there, prepare their food, and bring it back to the villa to eat. Mm. So this is all stuff that you can, you know, having that car allows you to do that. Um, now, if you don't have a car and you still have the kitchen, Kevin had mentioned the ABC store. Um, you're certainly going to to get by with what's offered there. We've talked about this on one show where we say that uh, it is walking distance. Yes, it is, because I walk there. Exactly, and it is John and Kevin walking distance. It (laughs) is not... There's also a shuttle. There's the Coalina shuttle Mm -hmm. that goes between the resorts in the Coalina area to that plaza and the plaza across the street from it where there's other restaurants. Exactly. No, they actually have a really fancy shuttle now. Oh, do they really? You see, before it was, you're right. But now it's like a... Like it looks like what you would get, like an airport hotel would have their shuttle. It's a full size shuttle now, and uh, so it will take you over there if you if so you if wanted you're to. to do that loop. You can exactly. go. Over there. I don't want to belabor this point, but I do want to revisit it for just a second. We're talking about cooking on vacation, and I know there are going to be people that are thinking, I don't want to cook. cook. You don't have to. No. I am telling you that for us, this resort engenders that. Yes. It makes me want to stay in the room. The room's right. so gorgeous. But I think it's important also because I think Tracy's going to talk about this in a little bit. The food is expensive at Alani. Right. So exactly this true. is one of the things where people say, well, it's very expensive to go and it's expensive to eat. It's a way for you to right. cut down on your food bill. That's right. And so for us, it was deciding on the budget for this trip uh, where we want to. I kind of always have a number in my head when I'm going on vacation. This is my number. Mm-hmm. And then I decide how I want to divide it. So I knew a big chunk of that number was going to go towards my accommodations because I had my niece with me. I wanted the extra space. I wanted the one bedroom. I wanted the kitchen. So I knew that was going to happen. So now it was like, okay, well, where do I have to cut back? I knew I wanted a cabana for a day, and I'll talk about that later. Um, so it's, it's all a negotiation for me. So part of that for us is eating off-site. You know, over, if, even if you don't have a car, in the area where ABC is, there's a Monkey Pot restaurant mm-hmm. over there. Across the street, there's another plaza. There's a pizza Corner, corner, Pizza Corner Hawaii or something it's called now. We went in there for the first time. I don't know if it's the same owner or a different owner, but he's taken over the store that was next to it as well and made it a big eat-in location. So it was about $25 for a pie. Expensive by most standards, but you're in Koalina. Right, exactly. So when you put it in perspective, $25 for a family to four to eat off a large pie. And the owner there was fantastic. He was coming around all the tables. Oh, while well, you're deciding what you're going to order, here, have some garlic knots. And then we were all done. Have you had our cinnamon knots yet? You have to try those. Bring those to the table. He was delightful. He was There's really a taco place in there, There's too. There's a taco place. There's a sushi place. Um, there's another place. It's called like Hawaiian barbecue or something. Mm-hmm. Kind of has some local stuff. Oh, there's also a great coffee place there. Yeah. So, um, and I also noticed the ABC store had changed since the last time I was there. I don't know if it was like this when you guys were there, but there's a full like coffee counter now. Oh no, that's new yeah. since we've been there. Wow. So they have, um, it looked a little Starbuck-ish really, yeah, you know, with all the different coffees and the, and the treats. Prepared foods. Yeah. yeah. And then they had the separate counter with the prepared foods and where you could still order the meals. They had Dole Whips there. Um, so, I mean, there are ways that you can still eat away from the resort. Now, there's still some things I want to eat at the resort because I enjoy, there's still some good options there. But it just helped our overall food budget be balanced by finding ways to save a little bit of money. Um, 
on-site, we talked about on-site, some of the food options. I think they've gotten better. Remember the first couple times we mm-hmm. went, how hard it was just to find a hot dog? Um, so I think they've gotten better now. They have um, the Ulu Cafe is kind of their quick service location. Um, they've got Off the Hook, which is kind of the pool bar um, area where you can also have tables there where you can sit and get lunch and dinner as well. Um, that's the one that's nestled right in the center of the is. pool. It's raised yeah. up a little bit. Exactly. There's the buffet. What's that? Makahiki, I think it's called. Um, and that's the where they do the character breakfast and they have a dinner buffet as well. Uh, Ama Ama, uh, beautiful, overlooking the ocean, dining. fine dining. Right. We actually went to Ama Ama for lunch. We were kind of close to the end and a couple times we had eaten poolside mm-hmm. or in our cabana. And we're kind of like, I don't have another like chicken fingers and fries mm-hmm. in me or a hot dog. And that's kind of what you get around the pool area. And they will, they actually have servers that will bring it directly to your chairs. You order off a menu. It's really oh, convenient. Trust me, we know. Yeah. <laughs> but it just kind of gets old. So I thought, yeah, I said to Chris, you know what? I just want to go sit down somewhere and have lunch. So see if Alma Alma will let us in in our kind of swimsuit kind of thing. And they did. And we had a beautiful lunch there. It was really nice. Um, not as expensive as dinner, but still good quality. I don't think the bathing suit would fly at dinner though. No, no I don't think thing. so. And when I say bathing suit, I was like, I had like shorts and a t-shirt over it. <laughs> I knew what but, you meant. No, but, I, but at I dinner is definitely more fine dining. Tracy but you had the full burka. Yeah, that's right. They <laughs> were they were much more casual at lunch, and uh, we had a great meal, really good meal, and um, you know, I think seventy dollars for lunch for three with dessert, so not a cheap meal. No, it's not a cheap meal. But we're gonna have to try that. Yeah, it was really nice to have something different. So you still have you didn't have to get dressed for it. I only had to kind of leave the lounge chair, make myself somewhat presentable, and you know by day, day five leaving the lounge chair sounds like work. It does. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and then there's the little spot, uh, little Ophis or something. I think it's called. It's down by the uh, down by the beach where you can get drinks and snacks. And so you know, and then they have that Mama snack shop where you can get the hot dogs. You remember they used to put the hot dogs inside the buns, kind mm-hmm. of infuse them. They don't do that anymore. It's just a regular they do hot that dog at Min, B- Min and Bill's Dockside in uh, Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't do that at Alani anymore. But I mean, $7 for a hot dog. Right. And that's not a hot dog with fries. Right. That's a hot dog, seven bucks. So, you know, being able to have the ability to get breakfast and to have dinner elsewhere. And so sometimes we'd have breakfast in the room, grab something light for lunch while we were at the beach, and then do something, you know, bigger for dinner. So a lot of uh, choices there. As a lot more choices than there used to be, um, but I would, it would be tough on me in a week to feed a family or three or four on Alani food. I think that that budget would be high. One of the things that we found the last time and we haven't tried it yet is if you're in a room with a kitchen, you can call down and have a meal delivered to your room. Yes. We're actually going to try it this trip. I think right. that's going to be our arrival meal, and it's called the family dinner. Yep. And it's like they bring a, f- a whole chicken, a thing of mashed yep. potatoes. And I don't even think you need to have the kitchen for that, do you? Because doesn't it come fully prepared? I apologize. I, mean, I, think you I would didn't want... know. I thought you had I to have a kitchen. I think you have to have a room that at least has a dining like a, table. Like a table? Yeah. I think you can't yeah. have it in a regular Yeah. I, we did see something about that, and I thought, well, that's an interesting choice as well. Be interesting to hear how you like that when you get back. I mentioned briefly the refillable mug, the soda and the refillable mugs. Eighteen ninety nine for a refillable mug here for your length of stay. Uh, one thing when you do book with Dreams, uh, we one of the, our thank yous for booking with us is that we do send you a refillable mug for each member of your party prior to you departing. So you do have to find room for them in the suitcase, but it's going to save you eighteen ninety nine plus tax when you get there. And there's two or three locations where you can refill those. 
Uh, I know there's one in the um, inside in the little uh, gift store where the DVC. Uh, not anymore. They removed that. That one's not there. Yeah. Um, we have to go more often. <laughs> there's one in, outside, just at Ulu Cafe. Correct. Um, there's one over by the Lava Shock. Lava Shop. Okay. Sorry. Okay. And there's one kind of on the other side of Ama Ama. Um, over by the Kids Club, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Over by Auntie's. One of the things that you might think to yourself is, well, I'm not a soda drinker. I, it's not going to be a big, big deal. I don't need this refillable mug. It's a waste of money. Drinks there are very expensive. Right. So even if you got yourself a couple bottles of water, you might want to drink the water there. You might want to get a bottle of the water. This is a savings yes. for you to have this mug. So yes. don't it underestimate exactly it. You know, even a cup of coffee or something like yep. that, you know, you're going to save yourself quite a bit. Yeah. And they serve the Kona blend coffee there. So right. it's excellent waking up every morning and being able to have that. And on top of that, the the souvenir mugs there are just so cool. So right. um, it, it's something that you'd want to bring back anyways with you is that reminder of your time there. So it's really it, it's great to actually get that ahead of time. So, you know, you see it and yeah. you know, you can't just leave it behind. All right. Again, from Dreams Unlimited Travel, if you book with us. so. Uh, one thing we found for breakfast, the hot malasadas. They serve those in the Ulu Cafe for breakfast. Yeah, we didn't know that they did. We just kind of found them because we were trying to get to Leonard's and we had driven by the truck. Um, I think it was $5 for six. Nine dollars for twelve, if That's I recall bad. correctly, bad. It wasn't bad at all. Especially if you don't they have to drive to Leonard's. Good. I know because Leonard's is a half hour away. Yeah, but there's also the Leonard's. Uh, there's a Leonard's truck. You know where the outlet mall is on your way from Honolulu out to Alani. Uh-huh. There's a yes. factory outlet mall. Mm-hmm. There's a Leonard's truck there. We should explain to people them. what we're talking about. Yes, you yes. Uh, Malasadas are little hot, fresh-made donuts, and they come with. Any number of flavors in them. You can get chocolate and vanilla, but you can also get passion fruit and guava and pineapple. And there's a bakery right down near Diamond Head, just outside of Waikiki, and it's called Leonard's. And you're going to know it by the line. (laughs) There's usually a line to get in the parking lot. And then once you get inside, there's a line to order. But you order your hot malasadas, and they come out these little puff pastry donuts. And they're absolutely delicious. Yeah. We brought, um, we stopped at Leonard's on our way to the airport. So we had a small box with six in it. And we thought, we'll have a snack when we get to the airport. Well, as we were checking in, <laughs> the check-in, the guy checking is in for the flight, tried to tell us those cannot be taken on board. <laughs> the lady doing the agriculture check tried to tell us, oh, you have to leave those here. When we were going through TSA, they said, ma'am, I can't let you go with those. <laughs> Everybody wanted to. So when the locals <laughs> love them that much, you know how good they Did are. Did you get them through? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they, they, would have to, they would have to take me dead. <laughs> I don't care if you have to leave either. them here. <laughs> yeah. So you know when the locals like them, you know they're... They're worth a look. So Alani does a version of them. They are not Leonard's quality, but they certainly were good That's in a pinch. very exciting. I don't yeah. know that I would get up in the morning at Alani and drive to Leonard's for them. No. We so usually get them convenient. on the way home, on yeah. the way out of... Yeah. That's true. So um, one of the things that we want to do on this trip was spend more time at the resort. We often... We always have that car, as I said. And so we're often exploring the island. We love Oahu. So this time we decided we're going to spend more time at the resort. And so, you know, the pools, the, you know, the 
the grotto pool, the adult pool, the Manahuni Bridge for the young kids, the children's play area. Is this the first time you've been back since they expanded the no, pools? No, we it's been like that since okay. we went back. Yeah, because I was shocked. Yeah, the first time I saw is. that, I thought, "Wow, what an improvement yeah. they've made." Is the grotto pool and the adult pool the same thing? No, no. the grotto pool is the one that's um, kind of overlooks the Ocean Sea Infinity Pool that overlooks. We have a shot up. This is the adult pool. That's the adult hot tub. Oh, go back one. One before it was the adult pool. No. There's the lazy river. There's the Just, adult pool. I, there it is. Yeah. There's the adult. So there's the adult pool area. It was always fairly quiet over there. Um, it's a nice area. That, but having a, a child with us, we weren't able to take advantage of that area this time. The adult and pool has so, something that actually inspired our pool. There's this ledge. Along the edge where you can just sit and sort of hang out and talk. And we had our pool built in our house. Inside the water, though. Inside yes. the water, right. Yes. So we actually stole that idea. We thought it was fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, the pool areas are fantastic. Um, I mentioned the, the Manahuni Bridge area, the, which is the children's play area. Um, you've got the water slides. You've got the Lazy River. You've got the hot tubs. And there's adult and family hot tubs. Um you know, so there's always kinds of different activities going on there. There's the kids' play area. Yeah. That we're looking One at day now. we walked by and Goofy was, you know, doing a pool party in the water with the kids. Oh, that's awesome. So there was always something happening in that area. Um, one of the biggest things I was reading about and getting questions about before I came people talking about the pool chair policy and saving chairs. And it's a real issue there. It's a real issue getting um, a place. I know I have a picture there somewhere of. Um, towels folded on the back of the chairs and uh, this is kind of the Alani recreation team it's their way of trying to control this problem that they know they have so what happens is people will go down and I've I spoke to many of the people on this team that week while I was there and they said people will go down at four or five o'clock in the morning and just throw stuff on chairs to save them so people are saving chairs hours and hours before they need them so what the Alani pool staff does is they come around and they fold the chair onto the back if, if pull, the pull a towel on the, back, yeah. on the back of the chair if people haven't been by for a while and they monitor an area and they time it and they're saying you know if that towel isn't moved in an hour they pull the stuff off so even if it's personal stuff they pull it off because people it's such a problem that people are coming down we watch people come down at nine or ten o'clock and there's not a chair to be had there's nobody in them mm. but they're all taken and so it's it's a big issue the thing is, they know it's an issue, and they're really working hard. And any day, there was two to four people working that area with no other purpose than to try to solve this problem. Um, but I, you know, one girl was telling me a story. They had a lady who literally took a bicycle chain and chained her purse to the chair <laughs> so they couldn't take her stuff. Man. I mean, people are committing to this. And the towel place doesn't even open until 8 o'clock. And by the towel place, I mean, you go down with your room key in the morning to the locations, and you get an armband, and you get your towel, you show your room key. And that kind of lets everybody know that you belong at the resort. So you can use the pools, you can use the facilities, you can use the chairs, that kind of stuff. So that doesn't open until 8 o'clock. So people are like taking towels the day before and planning ahead that they're going to go down before this opens to do this. And this is not unique to Alani. I should say that. I mean, anybody who's been on a cruise ship, you've been in an all-inclusive resort, this is a problem everywhere. And uh, I know Alani's trying to solve it. We went down the one morning at 7.30 to get spots. Um, because if you don't go down, it kind of reminded me a little bit of park opening. You know, if you're willing to go for early extra magic hours or if you're willing to go when, at rope drop, then you're going to have 
better access and not have to wait as much. And it, it kind of reminded me of the same thing. It's like, okay, let's get up early so we can get down there and have our spot for the day. Because if we wait an hour, then, you know, we may not. So Did you the kinda, resort feel full? Was the resort very this full? This was the busiest I've seen it. Okay. Um, now, part of our stay was over the President's Day weekend oh, and over right. Valentine's Day as well. So it was probably a little bit busier than usual. Um, it was the busiest I've seen it. But I got to tell you, these cast members, they, they were doing their darndest to work against this. And what they were doing was... Um, you know, I saw if if you're looking for a spot, that you know, some people would ask them, and they'd kind of know what area, and they were helping them, you know, find a spot. So if you were planning a whole day by the pool, uh, you may want to get down there early. And Chris was grumbling, I can't believe I have to get up early. It's like, dude, you're complaining because you have to get out of bed to go down and lay on a lounge chair. Like, let's put this in perspective. <laughs> I have to say this in I Hawaii. In Hawaii, I know we don't do lounge chairs. We do more of the tables. We like to sit at a table and hang out. But um, I didn't see. I saw empty lounge chairs when we were there. It might have been the time of year we went, but I didn't yeah. see this sort of. This is the first time I've noticed it to be as big of an issue. This is also the first time where I was looking for a place to be all day. Oh yeah. So I don't know if there's that connection because if you went by one o'clock in the afternoon, there were. Empty chairs everywhere. Because people, well, that's because people because were we done. Don't get out there when we woke up. <laughs> yeah. So like that bed. period in the morning is is really bad. But it's so um, it's just a sense of entitlement that people have. Yeah. And so there's so many people doing it who I would guess would rather not be, but they feel like they have to, or yeah, but then they've just become part of the problem. So it's just this vicious circle. So I don't know. I mean, and they've got so many chairs out there. I mean, it's not like they... Right, it's only a few. It's, it's tons right. and everywhere There's tons everywhere. And we've also usually been able to go to the adult area. And I don't, would, wouldn't imagine the problem would be as right. big over there. There was also always chairs and areas available at the beach. Um, this definitely seems to be more of a pool area. But I think there's ways. I think there's ways to work around it. Um, the other thing, uh, one of the ways that we worked around it was the rentals that are available. So, you know, you can rent um, the cabanas, the, the executive lanai, there's Casabellas. So um, the executive uh, veranda is uh, where we started. And um, we had reserved it in advance. You reserve it through vacation planning. And this area seats eight, and it's right in front of Ama Ama. So it has a couple Casabellas that have the umbrella that come over top. It's got a couple lounge chairs there. There's a table, a couple umbrellas. And this overlooks basically the beach area. So it has a really nice view from where you are. Not super convenient to where, you know, the pool area and Rainbow Reef and all that's happening over there. Um, but it really was really good to the beach. Um, couple issues we had with it we reserved it we got there i asked for a cabana it wasn't available we got on a wait list after we were there for an hour a cabana opened up so we moved over to the cabana a couple things that i don't like about the executive lanai first of all um is it seemed to lack privacy to me mm-hmm. so there wasn't um there was just kind of that open walkway where you enter it so already just in the limited time we were there we were policing people who thought they found the perfect spot. Mm. Um, so there was a little bit of that. And yeah. right in front, while we had a beautiful view, right in front of that view was the walkway, the public the, the public walkway. So privacy wasn't great. I Those wooden planks get a little bit hot in the middle afternoon sun. How much but was it, this? It was $325 for, for the day. For how long? For the whole day? For the day. 325 
Um, and it came with a fruit plate. This one doesn't have a fridge. There was a, lo a drawer, like a locking drawer, um, where you could put some stuff in it. The bottom part of that cabinet didn't lock, just the drawer on top did. So uh, it's, it's a great place to spend the day. You've got your stuff, you've got your spot. Um, so that was, that's the benefit for sure. I don't, I actually don't mind spending a little bit of money to know that I've got places. I've got it, my yeah. place. I've got, yeah. my, you know, so, you know, it's all right for us. There's also the Casabellas. Uh, there's a couple on the beach. Um, and these are kind of like a two seater with a canopy. Uh, those are $75 for the day. And so comes with nothing. It comes as you see it. Um, but it does again, give you that spot. It gives you that nice shade. We did rent those on our last trip. Chris and I got them for a day and we enjoyed, you know, having that location. There's also um, upper and lower verandas over in front of Ama Ama, um, where they have a double and triple Casabella setup. So you can reserve that area with two Casabellas, and it's $150. And then the second area is uh, $225, and it has three Casabellas. And then the good news is that there are drink runners. There are people who will bring you right, drinks they will. the day yep. and things like They'll that. They'll bring you drinks. you got your servers. Um, so then we had moved over to the cabana, as I said. We were in one of the family cabanas. The family cabanas are, I think there's five of them in total. There's three overlooking the grotto pool, and there's two over by the Manahuni Bridge. I was very specific. I did not want to be by the Manahuni Bridge. It's where a lot of the, the children's play areas, a lot of the small kids are there. And so if you have young kids, I think you'd really want to be over there in a mm -hmm. cabana. For us, we didn't. Um, and that's $425. The cabanas are $425 for the day. They've jumped in price quite a bit when since the last time day, they were there. What is it? Nine uh, to five? Nine to five or six. Yeah. 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 And uh, the cabana has, um, it's it seats six. It's got, uh, you know, it's got a little seat, a couple chairs in there. They're bringing you towels. The canvas curtains will close around it. In the corner, there's a little curtain area where you can pull over for changing. Um, it does, it has a safe it's got a fridge. Uh, there's a fan above. There's a TV in there. Do they a couple have power? lounge chairs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A couple lounge chairs out in front if you choose to bathe out there. Oh, I think there's Chris reading. It's like a unicorn sighting. Chris is reading a book. Are <laughs> <laughs> we supposed to be impressed that he can read? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, and then, you know, they included um, a thing of family treats. So it was like some dried fruit and some snacks and then a fruit tray as well. You know what I'm doing when I get home, right? Booking them cabanas. <laughs> yeah. I know cabanas. So that's, those are all booked through the vacation planning department. Now the adult cabanas, um, there's three of those. Those are 325. So I think Alani has figured out that the family cabanas are in higher demand and the adult cabanas not so much so they've made them 325 you don't just get the bowl of extra snacks you still get the fruit tray you don't get the bowl of extra snacks all the other features are the same how many seats are in the six the, oh. six as well it's exactly the same as the family um only you're over in the adult pool area so again not super convenient to the beach not a great view so from over there you go anyway yeah and so really nice just to have your own i really enjoy it and for me it just becomes part of the budget to you know to do that at least a couple of days while we're there i'd like to try to do it um, with the cabanas as I said you can book them through vacation planning ahead of time I tried leading up to the trip to book them they were always full always full always full while I was there every morning I went to Rainbow Reef to ask if there were cabanas available and every morning they were available 
So because they don't take payment up front, it's a 24-hour cancellation. Oh. So every morning I was able to, I asked, there was something available. So if you can't book ahead, you know, sit tight. You're going to be able to probably get it while you're there. Uh, speaking of Rainbow Reef, this is the area where they do, uh, where you can snorkel with the fish. And uh, my niece really enjoyed that. We got our length of stay pass. You can get a day pass for $20 or $39 for length of stay. And length of stay just means and they were open every day from 10 to 5. And she brought her own snorkeling stuff. There she is waving to us. Um, she brought her own snorkeling and she would, she would do that. And uh, she really enjoyed it. She thought they were really good about training her. She hadn't done anything like that before. So gave her a little crash course. They let her feed the fish while she was in there. Um, really neat way to uh, spend. And I thought for $39 for the week, I didn't think that was bad at all. I don't think bad at all. So she no. somebody wants to do it over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. And then well, you just kind of paid it once and, and let it go. And the first day we got just the one day pass. We weren't sure if she was going to like it. And then they allowed us before the end of the day to upgrade. Oh, we cool. also did the um, she rental paddle boards for the day. You can rent the equipment down at the beach. So she rented the paddle board and went on. I had never done anything like that before. And again, they gave her a quick little crash course and out she went. Hmm. And uh, it was $39 for the hour. And she really enjoyed that. Um, also, uh, kayaks you can rent there. Uh, single, double, triple kayaks, $19, $39 each um, for the hour. And they'll give you free boogie boards. And they will also give you free sand toys as well for if you're staying on site. So lots of activities going around, lots of included activities. There were some premium activities that you could pay for, uh, but a lot of things that were included in the resort. And Alani does not charge a resort fee in addition to your room stay. That's important to notice as well. And probably one of the most popular areas was uh, Auntie's Beach House. Auntie's Beach House, uh, every morning had a lineup. Like people were lined up out there at 7.30 in the morning and it didn't open until 9.30. And what is Auntie's Beach House? Auntie's Beach House is kind of the kids program. That's kind of where the 3 to 12 year olds go. It's the organized, it's the organized kids program. The Auntie's Beach House is where the planned activities happen. And then the second side of the house is kind of the drop-in free play area. So much like the cruise ship does, you can sign in and out. You can come in for the for the day. You can come in for special activities. Uh, everybody gets an armband. It's thirteen fifty per child. And uh, at the end of those stay, they can decide to either keep the armband or they can... Uh, return it for a refund of their thirteen fifty. Uh, you can pre-register a lot of this at home before you go, even for some of the special activities that happen throughout the day. You can pre-plan those and uh, you can book those ahead. So I don't know, and I didn't exactly understand why people were like waiting in line so much when they were, unless they just didn't book ahead. Um, and there are also a couple of premium activities that you can book through vacation planning. Uh, Chip and Dale surfs up and uh, there was a, fish or friends kind of thing. Those were about $80 a child and those could be booked ahead. But those are the only two activities that had an extra charge. Just a piece of trivia. A lot of the stuff inside Auntie's Beach House came from the Adventurers Club at Downtown Disney. A lot of the decoration. Hmm. Um, the, the biggest thing to know too about Auntie's is that it can hit capacity through the day. So I only saw the sign up once during the week that we were there, but
but it can happen. The other thing that they you can do is you can purchase lunch and dinner uh, through them. Uh, so they'll feed the kids while they're there, and it was $9 for each of those. Uh, very popular. Very popular. Very it popular, was like, sure. and, you know, we we organized it. We went in a little bit early before they opened so we could get some photos and stuff. Fantastic area. Really, really kind of conducive to what the cruise ships are doing and, and that kind of kids programming. And uh, really great area. Lots of, a lot of, uh, interesting activities happening. There weren't just a row, um, you know, a row of TVs happening in there. Yeah, no. Any any adult should actually walk yeah, through exactly. and check this place out. Uh, I ended up whenever I was there, spent about thirty minutes just wandering it and checking out all the props because, like Kevin said, it's just you don't know where a lot of those ones came from. Came from the Adventurers Club, just other random various places too so uh it's it's worth getting up early and checking it out it's actually my understanding too i think when we did our agent tour that they did bring in the kids club program developers from dc uh and help them develop the kids club yeah i wouldn't be surprised um they also do excursions from the resort as well i know we're kind of switching gears a little bit from the kids program um but the excursions are no longer done by abd remember when they first opened Yes. They were Adventures by Disney, so they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a third-party company doing them. And again, this comes back to that car rental. You start paying for three or four people to do an excursion, you might as well be in that. You might as well have a car rental and be doing your own excursions. And that's one of the things we like to do. We always have kind of a one of the things we do when we're driving off-site. Um, we always have a day where we go to the swap meet or at the Aloha Stadium. We love getting our souvenirs there. Um, Anna Miller's is close by, so we're going to go to Anna Miller's for some pancakes. Yeah, Anna Miller's. Yeah, I mean, just, and I got to go in without a line. It was like, what's happening? <laughs> what's wrong with this picture? You know, we pulled up and there was no line. I thought, is it closed? What's happening? So, you know, that's always top on the list for us. Getting souvenirs at the swap meet, I think it's Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, it's open. This is the same stuff you're going to see everybody else for a fraction of the price. And then uh, we always have a North Shore day. We love to drive the North Shore. Uh, so, you know, we'll go to Halieva and uh, grab some shaved ice at Matsumoto's. Uh, just outside of Halieva, there's a great beach with uh, where we've, we stumbled upon it by accident, but there's sea turtles that come up on that beach. And they've been coming there since 99. And they have volunteers there from a kind of a protection program they're there to make sure you don't go too close and they explain about the sea turtles and and uh we were literally this close that wasn't zooming we were literally that close to the turtles they were incredible um so we went to do that and uh, just driving the north shore this time of year the waves are really high and this was some of the highest we've seen so uh you know there are people who say you know well uh there's not a lot to do with alani there's a lot you know um, it's not a theme park. How am I going to spend my time in Alani? I think one of the things you have to think is you're you're in Hawaii, right? You have to enjoy Hawaii. Too. I think it would be a shame to fly in to get a shuttle and go to Alani and then get that shuttle back to the airport. Yeah, I agree. I think if you did that, I don't think you're. I think you're really shortchanging yourself because this this island, these people, mm-hmm. um, it's phenomenal. It is. It's like something that's hard to verbalize. Um, but you really have to get out and see, even if it's only renting a car for a day, you really have to get out and see this island until you drive that North Shore. I don't know that there's a better drive. We like the other side of the island, which is Kailua. Mm-hmm. It's just a different vibe. I agree. Yeah. Excellent. 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 Um, anything else that we didn't cover? Uh, oh, 
probably we could do three more shows on right, it. Right, exactly. Three more shows. There's no, so can't. much. And <laughs> there's things to do with the resort that I didn't touch on. But, you know, like the Starlet, Starlet Hui, they've got Disney movies at night. They've got all kinds of activities and so things going on. Storyteller and the yes, fireside. all the yeah, time. Luau, music yes. and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's just, again, like you said, I think we could talk about it for days and days and yeah. days and never get tired. Um, thanks. Thanks for going and taking the bullet uh, for us. You're welcome. Woe is me. Yeah, Tracy, thanks. <laughs> Poor Tracy. Uh, if you're interested in booking an Alani vacation, you can contact Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y-H, at Dreams Unlimited Travel, or you can write to me, John at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, and I will do my best to get you to an agent who can help you do that. Um, as everybody knows who watches the show, we like to end the show with what we're calling our agent spotlight. This helps us um, highlight an agent who possibly can't be here this week or can't come to the show. And this week, we're going to highlight Trace, uh, Teresa Eccles. Um, this is Teresa's picture from the, this is her Mickey Rooney character from Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa is originally from Illinois and is transplanted to her, and transplanted to Atlanta, Georgia at the age of 23. Have you, are you okay over there? Yeah. All right. It was there that she met and married her husband, Kelvin. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's his name. Uh, three children later, the Eccles made the choice to move to Orlando, Florida in 2008. Teresa spends most of her sunny Florida days attending to family and work, but she also makes time, time for her hobbies, which include cooking, watching classic movies, traveling, and managing her cat's social media accounts. In addition, it's common for Teresa to head over to Walt Disney World. <laughs> Here's the deal. I let the agents write their own, and I tweak them a little bit. So just so you know. Teresa wrote this. Everything about this is Teresa. It's very Teresa. Um, It's common for Teresa to head over to Walt Disney World with friends for a few hours of magical fun. Her her real passion, though, is Disney Cruise Line. In fact, she's traveled on all four Disney ships and sailed on many of their itineraries. Teresa is also the manager of the Diz Boards Dreams Unlimited Travel Welcome Center in Cape Canaveral, in addition to being part of the weekly Diz Unplugged podcast. Both roles have provided her with the amazing opportunity to meet clients in person. Teresa really enjoys interacting on social media and invites anyone interested to follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where she is at TM Eccles. Teresa specializes in Disney Cruise Line, Walt Disney World Resort Vacations, and Royal Caribbean Cruise Line Vacations. Thank you, everybody. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you, Tracy, for going to Alani for us and bringing back all that great information. Uh, For those of you watching and listening, we hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation.